Welcome everyone to my Bleeding Ears podcast. This is episode number 169. No Jessalyn this time around for the guest hosts, uh, but I have a replacement for this week. We have a returning guest from uh, a few years ago who was on the podcast uh, quite a few times. We have uh, Tyrell Cannon. Hey, hey, I'm here. I don't think I could replace Jessalyn, but I can definitely... Sit in, for sit in her. for her. Yes. Um, so yeah, she's out for this episode. We have you finally back finally. after the pandemic. Well, not after well, necessarily, know. but um, things have pulled down a bit. Right. <laughs> and now I'm starting to have some more guests uh, come aboard. I, I kind of like to have guests here instead of like um, Skype or something like that because it kind of I think it kind of takes the fun out of it mm-hmm. in a way and just like the the camaraderie and everything. But uh, yeah, thanks for coming back again. It's a um, pleasure. How have you been lately? Been really good. Busy, you know, being uh, being a dad. You know, I had a kid uh, at the be- beginning of the pandemic, yeah. <laughs> so now you know she's going to college. <laughs> but yeah, no, it's it's been good. I mean, parenting's been great and uh, hard, and then uh, making comics. You know, just working on comics, making 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 them as cool as I can. Nice, nice. Um, anything? Uh, you've had the Beef Bros actually come out. Lately, uh, well, not necessarily lately, but then like the past, I want to say year. Right, the second volume of Beef Bros, Beef Bros Behind Bars, was released uh, via Kickstarter uh, earlier this year. I think we funded, yeah, I can't remember the exact dates of everything, but yeah, we finally finished most of our shipping maybe this last month. So that's been out, and that's been great. Uh, Really good to kind of have that one out there in the world after working on it for such a long time. And right now... I'm working on a project that uh, some information was leaked about it, so I guess I can talk about it. I'm working on a comic for uh, uh, Ryan Stegman, who was uh, one of the Spider-Man artists and Venom artists for a long time. Mm-hmm. But he's writing a comic that I'm drawing. Oh, okay. Um, I can't give more details than that yet, but it will be coming out next year. Awesome. Um, from Image Comics. So stay oh, wow, tuned, okay. and that, I'll have more info on that soon. Sweet. All right. Well, next time you come back, you'll have to tell us all about it. Yes. Uh... Yes. <laughs> Um, so what have you seen lately? Because, you know, the, um, Jessalyn and I usually like to talk about a few movies before we go right. into everything, but, um, yeah, we also have another little thing before we get to our movie <laughs> of the week, but, uh, yeah, what have you, what, what's interested you lately, or what has, is, has totally popped out to yeah. you maybe in, like, the last uh, six months, seven months? Well, beyond the, the things I've been watching a lot of for our discussion, um, <laughs> you know, we, we had also mentioned Mad God, I thought that that was, was pretty awesome, mm-hmm. I, I quite enjoyed that. It was going to be our movie of the week, and then I watched it. And I'm like, "Fuck no!" And there's I, not much. I, how do you talk I know about exactly. It? <laughs> like, oh. <laughs> I liked it a lot. It, it's definitely weird, and I'm a Phil Tippett kind of. I used to do puppet animation, so it's kind of a thing I, I love. Um, I saw Nope in the theater. Um, that was pretty cool. Yeah, I like um, that. Yeah. I did like it. it. Out of his three movies, it's probably my least favorite, but I did enjoy it. Um, I've been in the music box a few times for old movies. I saw Lost Highway there. Oh, okay. I saw um, Christine there. Oh, wicked. Um, seen a few different things. Or I saw Starman. That's what it was, not Christine. I saw Starman there. And uh, that was really awesome. That was in 70 millimeter. I'm um, trying to think new stuff. Been watching um, docu-series. I just watched one of the newer Ted Bundy ones. It's pretty interesting. Um, we just watched, um, I want to say, the Richard Ramirez one. Yeah, yeah, that one was pretty interesting, too. Yeah. The, the de- uh, the, uh, from the detective's uh, point of view, um, like right. those guys, those two guys. It was pretty interesting. I liked it. Right. Um, I got obsessed with the Skinwalker Ranch TV show, but I haven't watched the new season, <laughs> the new season of that yet. Um, I'm trying to think what other movies maybe blew me away over the last... Uh, 
few months. Um, I just rewatched. Uh, it had been a while since I had seen it, but I rewatched the Evil Dead remake from like a few years back. Right. Man, that's pretty. It's, it's pretty good. good. It's yeah. brutal. It is. It's, it's very brutal. It's very gory and relentless in yeah. its, in its uh, violence. So. Yeah. But yeah. it's good. I was surprised too when I went and saw it because I was expecting not necessarily like the first one remade, you know, a shot for shot or anything like that. But they 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 took themselves very seriously in in the movie, yeah. which I think they needed to do to differentiate differentiate and and separate themselves from the Sam Raimi movie. Right, right. So that's why I think it worked. But it still had a lot of like kind of the elements and the callbacks, which is pretty cool. Um, but yeah, new stuff has been a little. I've been a little slower on that. I, I I'm sure I'm forgetting one. Uh, oh, X. I, I don't know yes. if we talked about that, but I loved X. X was X good. X was really really good. One of the best Ty West movies so far. I think. I think it. Yeah, it might be. Uh, to me, it might be his best. Yeah, yeah, it's really good. <laughs> <laughs> um, and what about you, man? What's What's the ones that kind of stood uh, out to you? I mean, I've obviously heard the ones on the show. I, I don't yes. know if those come up as mm. know, favorites or. I, you know, earlier, um, I talked a lot. Of, it was a TV, uh, zombie TV show on Netflix. And if you don't, because, like, Walking Dead is is, an, is very much, like, melodramatic. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But Black Summer is just tension from the beginning until the end. And you don't know who's going to make it. Mm. Um, there isn't a lot of talking, really, and there's not a lot of characters connecting and having like these conversations about like oh what did you do before and there's none of that shit everyone in the show is scared out of their fucking mind (laughs) and it shows and it's a very well done zombie TV show there's only two seasons eight episodes each and they range from like 22 minutes to 45 minutes long it's on Netflix yes yes I I would check it out definitely I mean there's Towards the end of the first season, it they just it just goes off the rails, man. It's I've been coming back around. Netflix has had some some interesting things because I don't know if we talked about this either, but you know I, I liked the new Texas Chainsaw as well that was released. Really? Oh, yeah, I fucking hated it. It's <laughs> so great. Oh man, it, I I was not a fan of that one at all, really. But what what I mean, what did you take away from it that made you like it all? That well, much? great kills, uh, great Leatherface. Um, you know, I think that at this point with a series like that, similar to the Jason movies and stuff, I'm never actually expecting any of them to be like the original, like that yeah. magic, that lightning in a bottle that, that the originals of a lot of those films are Halloween and all those like slasher movies. But a lot of his sequels never felt like slasher movies. This one feels a lot more like a slasher movie. And I, I kind of like that they just dove into that. I also, it, it is one of those times where I was happy to see most of the people get killed. Mm-hmm. So that yeah. was good. Everyone was pretty much unlikable in that right, movie. Right, right. Um, you know, the fact that they shot it not in Texas and it's supposed to be in Texas. Yeah. And the fact that, like, <laughs> some of the characters are a little a little too on the nose, um, you know, is kind of annoying. But uh, I liked that he was an equal opportunity murderer um, and, and didn't really take sides. Uh, but, yeah, I mean, it's probably got one of the bigger body counts of a Texas Chainsaw movie. It does. It does. I... I tend to like part two more than I like part one. Two's great. I love two. Because I just like how it goes off the rails in it's that nuts, one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Dennis Hopper is just being Dennis Hopper yeah. throughout the movie. Yeah, the second one's great. I, I mean, the first one is one of my favorite films of all time. The second one, if you just go with it, it's fantastic. Yeah. Third one is terrible. The yeah. fourth one is even worse. Yep. Yeah. 
the 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 remake with uh, Jessica Biel is actually okay. It's not bad. And then the sequel to the remake, I think I like better. The prequel, you mean? The prequel, right? <laughs> yeah. With Arlie Ermey and that that one's wild, you know. But then the 3D one is is awful, and then that Leatherface one is oh, man, terrible. Oh man, that was because when the new one was coming out, I watched all of those in a row, similar <laughs> to what we were, we're doing this week. But like, I watched all the Texas Chainsaw Massacres. And uh, some of them, I hadn't seen part three in ages. You know, I think oh, I had yeah. to rent it because it's not even, like, streaming anywhere. And, yeah, man, oh, it's man, pretty it's bad. bad. It's yeah. real bad. But like, that's 10-4, you can't even say it. It's I know, so bad. I know. I did find some of the deleted scenes from it, though, which, which were pretty great, where they cut people's heads in half and stuff like that. But, <laughs> but yeah, the new Texas Chainsaw, I, there, was, there was just something about it worked for me. And, it like, stylistically, I just liked that it looked nice, whereas, like, a lot of the other Texas Chainsaw sequels, like 3 and, and 4... And 3D, they just look like they're shot on video. They look really bad. This one at least had some visual flair to it, you know? Well, I guess that kind of takes us into our segment here. Uh, I saw Tyrell at C2E2, what was it, about a month ago? Maybe less than that Something like that, yeah. And I I just, I, we were talking about the movie Prey that just came out, the Predator movie. Um, And I believe... Uh, C2E2 started on Friday and that's when they released the movie so I, I went that's home I right away it, yeah, and I watched it and I was like yes. and I had a really good time I liked the movie a lot actually and so my idea was like you know what um, why don't you come uh, next podcast we're going to have uh, I have a movie that I know you love and I love and then we can go over that right. too in our second part of the show here but I was like oh, you know we need something for the beginning so how about let's just why don't we rank the Predator films all seven of them, including the Alien versus Predator <laughs> yeah. films. You got to, because it's a Predator in there. You have you to have do to. it. Right. So, um, I have my list memorized. I'm sure you do, too. It's Pretty much, it's, yeah. There, it's not too difficult, I think, to to rank these movies. But I'm sure there will be surprises between the two of us. There was, yeah, there's a few. And, and I, you know, I've, I've rewatched them all. Uh, well, I didn't rewatch the first one. I watch it probably three or four times a year, yes. though. So it's like a... <laughs> I know it by heart, so yeah, exactly. <laughs> right, right. So it was interesting. I was surprised, you know, my thoughts. But I feel like they're, it's weird because I think everyone agrees on the top and the bottom. But the yes. middle gets a little confusing. It does get a little So I don't know, what, what, where do you want to start from? The top, the bottom? We're going right? to start from the bottom. Okay. What's our number seven pick? Um, and we'll start with you, actually. We'll see what your number seven is. Uh, my number seven is The Predator, the most the most recent one before. Really? Prey. Yeah. Wow, okay. I hated that movie. And I think, I, think, I think there's probably a lot of factors. I think one of them was that I was anticipating it, because it was the Predator movie with like one of the biggest budgets any of them ever had. Yes. Shane Black was involved. Yes. And it had a great cast. Yes. And man, there's... Almost nothing in that film that I do like. I think I like the part where the predator wakes up in the lab and massacres some people, mm-hmm. but the there's way too much CG. It's terrible. The predator's mm-hmm. just running around on foot without his cloaking on. All the characters are making just jokes that don't make they don't you know. Right. And when, as I was watching it, I realized I was like, well, of course Shane Black didn't deliver a predator movie. Like none of his, <laughs> none of his movies are predator movies. His movies right. that he does are like fun action comedy cop movies mm-hmm. see i didn't like i don't know what you thought about it but i did not like it very much it is not my number seven but i think it has grown on me a little bit i think i've enjoyed it uh through subsequent watchings um but it is not my number seven but it is pretty <laughs> low uh yeah it's it's one of those movies where i know it's bad right I know it's silly, and I know it's stupid, but at the same time, I also know that that movie was cut to shit. 
and there were a lot of rewrites. But who and... do you blame for that ending? That ending is just unforgivably ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> the Iron Man stuff? Yeah. It's just, oh, man. It's like, I know you did Iron Man 3, buddy, but yeah, <laughs> this isn't working for Predator. And the kid who's like the magical, yeah. you know, special needs kid. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, my number seven is um, Alien vs. Predator from 2004. Uh, directed by Paul W.S. Anderson. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's not that great of a director at all. <laughs> uh, I think he's somewhat competent in some of the things he does, but if you've seen like the last Resident Evil movie he did, oh my God, like who did <laughs> those you are hire as editor? Returns, you know? like, oh man, those are pretty horrible. But when it comes down to Alien vs. Predator, um, PG-13, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that just killed it. I remember actually... <clears throat> When it was announced and you, I was seeing ads for it before, like the trailer was released, yeah. I was like, "All right, cool, I'm, I'm in, yeah. I'm in." Yeah, yeah. And then I, the final trailer was released, and I saw it on TV, and it said PG-13, yeah. and I was like, yeah. "Oh, come All of us on!" Collectively sighed in the theater, like, "Oh <laughs> no!" And yeah, it, of course, it didn't deliver. Well, it that's was... my number six. So uh, I, yeah. I think that. Uh, you know, that one, there is some things I like about it, but there's so much that's bad about it. They, they go too far, you know? It's like, I like the idea of maybe the Predators having a special hunting location mm-hmm. for Xenomorphs or something. But then to be like, oh yeah, no, the Predators built all the pyramids and they started human civilization. I'm like, ah, that's just like, let's reel it back in a little yeah. bit. Like the Predators don't have to be the origin to humanity. Yeah, um, that's yeah. And, that was silly. But there the, are some cool, there yeah, are some, some cool, cool things. things in there. Just like how like the sacrifices, they have the, yeah. Like the, and I like how that kind of plays into it too, but at the same time, it's just there's cool concepts, but also I, I also feel that the execution of them looks cheap. You know, like everything's mm-hmm. on sets, and so it's cool that they built a lot of sets. But since there's so many sets, they don't all look very good. The predators too just look like super shredders. They look they do terrible. yeah they're, they're <laughs> big buff guys you know big bunch of it's like what did you get the beefcake predators know, this I time know. around and they're like wrestling with the aliens yeah. and and there's some silly stuff I mean but visually there's a couple things I mean I like anything in Antarctica underground ancient aliens type stuff mm. I love that I like the queen kind of frozen with the chains yeah. like that stuff's cool but then at the end of the day like there's no characters to like again you know there's nobody you really like but you don't like hate them enough that you want to see them all killed they're just sort of non-entities that you know are just going to get face huggers or killed right. by a predator or whatever and and it, i don't feel like it added a whole lot of another so there's a few things i think maybe as we go through that they'll start to come out that i think should be in a predator movie and i think one of them is that there has to be a conflict already that's not the predator that, that there's something else and then the predator right. is injected in that situation kind of like the first one right, right exactly yeah. i think that's key and then I think, you know, you've got to add something to the sort of technological or cultural aspects of the Predator, whether that mm. be new weapons or some kind of new rule of how they hunt. You know, those mm. kind of things are cool. But instead, we just got a bunch of, like, sciencey people. It was a lot like Prometheus. Like, sciencey people go and get murdered, you know? Yeah. <laughs> like, and it just it doesn't look good. I like, I mean, I love the first Mortal Kombat movie. I do too. I love, I love, uh, you know, Event Horizon is one of my all timers. I love that movie, but he does not have a great track record outside of those. I mean, Soldier is no. okay, I no, guess, yeah. you know, but he's not a great director. No, he isn't. It's a lot of his stuff is pretty awful. I've, I never even saw the Three Musketeers movie he did. 
Yeah, yeah, Three Musketeers. Yeah, let's throw my wife in that movie too. Uh, yeah, he's <laughs> so. got one of those problems. What's it, so? So that was my number six. What's your number six? My number six is Requiem, Alien vs. Predator Requiem. Um, slightly better, but I saw it in the theater too. Mm-hmm. It's fucking dark. I couldn't see anything. It's really dark. I hate. Yeah. I hate it when that happens. Um, but they, of course, they added the violence. They added all like uh, just. People getting murdered, yep. and there's yep. just a lot of violence, yep. which those movies need, and yep. it delivered on that, but acting's horrible in it, yep. the characters suck in there, you yep. really don't get behind anyone in the movie, really. Except the awesome Predator. Like, he's like yeah. the most badass assassin Predator, that's my number five, so I'm like right there mm. with you. It's like, it does so many things right that the other ones didn't, like you get cool new Predator weapons, the, the suit effects look way better than they did in the first Aliens vs. Predator movie even though they're shot a little dark. Mm. And you get a lot of, like, human human uh, humans getting killed by both species and both species killing each other. And I think that that's a huge plus in the r rate. And it's just so brutal. In the first ten minutes, a kid watches his dad get, get you know, a chest... Well, his arm burned yeah, off and burned, then a yeah. chest. And then he gets one, and then they both die. And then the it's, predator comes with his, his goofy juice and just burns... Like, yeah, hey, let me melt everyone. <laughs> he carries that with him everywhere. He's like, oh, fuck, oh, I gotta melt some more shit. Well, and it had just the right amount of Predator Planet. That's the most I ever want to see of yes, it. Just like, show yes. it to me for a second, get him that's out it. of there. Yep. Yeah. I don't need to know any more about this guy. Right. And that's why I always say, whenever a conversation about the movie Predator with people, I always say, they fucked that movie up in the first minute by showing the fucking ship landing yeah. on the planet. Yeah. If you didn't know any of that, and then all that shit started to pop off, yeah. it would have you, you would have been freaked out. Like, what the fuck is going on? It's funny, because as a kid, the first Predator movie and The Thing... In my head, I didn't, like, I never remembered seeing the spaceships in the first five seconds of yes, the movie. Yeah. And so, but but that's what happens. You know, you rewatch them, I go, yeah, that ship's right, right there, sure. and you see them there. But I like, I do like in the first one, which we can talk about later, I guess, but they're pretty, pretty bad in some of mm. those lower tier ones, I think. And if you can't get that right, you know, the way they did it in the, the first couple, I don't know. Well, we can keep going. With it. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, the, uh, what was that? Your number five? That was and my number five. My number five is The Predator, the, the Shane Black one. Um, is there like things said, you like about it or things you don't like about it? Like what's the, what puts um, that one higher than the other ones for you? You know what it is mostly now? It's mostly a background movie. That's what it's kind of been relegated to. It's one of those. Gotcha. It could be one of those to where uh, even if it's in the background, I'm not going to be completely bored. And I can just pop in and out. Whereas your lower ones are don't watch. And not I, yeah. <laughs> well, Requiem, maybe every once in a while, I'll throw it on just to remind myself how horrible it is. Right, right. And just to see some of the effects in it and some of the... I mean, there's some pretty cool alien and predator stuff in it. Right. Like we said. It's similar to Chainsaw. It's like a slasher movie, but it has predators and aliens yes. in it. Yeah. All right. Well, now we get to four. I think this is where we're really starting to get it's to the, tough, the yeah. nitty-gritty ones right. in here. So, uh, oh, yeah, just, it just throws you air. right in. Yeah, there's it's no bullshit. It's so great. I think that that's such a powerful opening, and, like, the first maybe 20, 30 minutes are pretty great. Um, again, you don't really like any of the characters necessarily, like, or, or you don't really root for them, and they didn't really have any conflict other than just getting along, but I don't feel like that dynamic is very well explored the predator vision in the predator is is really bad as well Mm -hmm. um i liked the concept of some of the new weapons and the idea of the predator dogs i didn't love them the way they were executed necessarily but i like the idea of predators using pointless (laughs) and it doesn't go anywhere it's just like they could cut that part out right i wish they had spent more time 
developing sort of their relationships with the characters, you know. Mm. Um, the twist with Topher's cool, I guess. Yeah, I you like know? that. Yeah. I actually like it. Yeah. Like throughout the movie, you're like, why is this? Right. Why is this dork here? Right. <laughs> you know, I like and I like the way he kind of uses. I think another thing that's pretty key in a Predator movie is using sort of um, some sort of cunning or some sort of like, uh, you know, intellect to beat them. You know. And I like that he kind of does that at the end of that one. Mm, yeah. I, you know, I don't feel like that happens in in like the AVP movies or in in the um, the Predator. It's not like they outsmart him really. It's just yes. kind of something happens and they get killed or they kill each other in the case of the AVP movies. But in this one, like you know, he uses the fire as like a way to distort things, which is cool. And the yeah. blood, it's like a yeah. combination of the two, which is is sort of a cool callback. And um, he uses another Predator against that Predator yeah, to kind of yeah. wear him down. There's a lot, a lot of cool things in there it. There is. I had a really good time. I saw that one in the theater, too. And yeah, me too. Yeah, I had a good time. Yeah, it was a good one. Uh, so what's your... That is uh, also my number four. We is matched Predators. up on four. Yeah. We finally matched up. <laughs> All right, now this is where it's going to get, I think, even more interesting when we go to part when, uh, number three here. Yes. Uh, what's your God. number three? Well, it's, it's funny. I was re-watching them, because when I watched Prey, I loved it. You know, I mm-hmm. loved it so much. I was like, that might be... And, I, and I've always defended number two. I was like... If you look at all the movies in retrospect, I think two is a really solid entry. Oh, yeah. And so those, these are the two that have been sort of tied in my head mm. over the last week. And I think that I really wish I could take elements of both to make one perfect film. Except <laughs> watching it again, the, the characters, especially like the, the, you know, the drug dealers and everybody, is so broad and so <laughs> silly, you know. But the special effects, you know, the predator elements that were added, there'd be no AVP without this movie. There yes. would be no Prey without this movie. Yes. You know, so it's sort of a Genesis thing. But Prey had such better, such a better story, a yes. better arc for the characters. Um, some of the acting, most of the acting was really good in Prey. But I wish that they had not had as many, and now I'm just talking about both movies. I wish they hadn't had as many digital animals, and I wish that, but man, the Predator was so badass, and it was all real life, so it's really tough. It's like, I I think these two will switch in my head back and forth. Between two and three. Between two and, or between two and Prey. Mm -hmm. Um, And so I think today I'm going to say that number three for me is Predator 2. Okay. But it's real close with Prey. Um, number three for me is Prey. Okay, okay. Well, there you go. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, what are your thoughts on those two, or even individually, but, like, what do you think is, how, why, why is one above the other? You know, why, why, why Prey instead of Predator? Um, I think because I, I like the city setting yeah. compared to all the other ones, because all the other ones take place in the Forest, wild. Right, and this one right. is more of a different wild for the Predator, Right. but... The same wild for their prey is like our human characters. This is their jungle, concrete jungle kind of. Right. Uh, but yeah, my number um, it would be prey. Yeah. Is my number three. Right. But my number two though, I think, is different than yours because I'm, I'm <laughs> guessing your number one is predator. It's predator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I get it. I I <laughs> I would probably put that as my number one, but my number one is actually predator two. Okay. And all my right. number two is predator. Yeah. Okay. It's well, just see, I can watch it. Way more times, I think, than any of the other it's ones. It's so fun. It's paced so well, Predator 2. Mm-hmm. It's like you're never bored. Something's no. happening. And actually, the characters and their relationship feels a lot more akin to the first movie. Like, it's a, a great cast. You know, you mm-hmm. got Bill Paxton. You got, uh, what's her name? Maria. Maria uh, Cachita Alonso. You got uh, that Blade Blade. Ruben Blades. Blades. Danny I'm, Glover. I'm still not 100% sold on Danny Glover, but I don't think it's his fault. No. I think you can't cast him 
in a cop movie after Lethal Weapon yeah. and not have all that baggage come along with him. And I think if, if he had never been in Lethal Weapon or if they just got someone else, the movie would be almost like perfect. Yes. I, I agree with that. But I got to give it to Danny Glover too. Because I, I remember watching the, the making of that back when this came out. And he did a lot of his, some of his own stunts, yep. like driving the car and yep. everything. And there's a part in the movie where like he takes his shirt off and he's fucking huge, he's got, man. He's got he some really, muscles. Yeah. He lost all that that old man fat from Lethal Weapon and <laughs> put it on. And man, he's he's rough in that movie. Man, and the, the the practical effects are so good in that. I like that they there's that moment. Just like I was saying, that they got to add an element. So they add these new toys for him, these mm-hmm. new things. But then the they met. also add the oh, he'll never see us in here with this. And then he just starts cycling through his different ways of vision. Yeah, and you're yeah. like, oh, fuck, yeah, you know, we're go. screwed now. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Gary Busey, of course. And, yeah. and uh, man, the subway scene is so awesome. And oh, so that's well one conceived. of my favorite parts. Yeah. Is like everyone has a gun on there oh, and then they, they're all, they all just get wiped it out. It is so good. There. Yeah, the second one's great. Prey, mm. uh, so yeah, top three, Prey, Predator 2, and Predator for me. Yeah. And Predator for me is just like, it's like, you know, top three, five for me. I mean, it's a movie I, I've got appreciation for as a film person, but also just a lot of nostalgia for it growing up on that movie oh, yeah. and kind of being an Arnold Schwarzenegger fan. And, and even that cast of guys, you're never going to see a movie like that again. Like seven, eight, just completely jacked dudes, like on some crazy mission fighting a monster from space. Like it's just not going to happen yeah, again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now that you say it out loud, Oh, that sounds really silly. <laughs> it does. It does. It's, a, it's an. It's, I mean, the whole movie is silly. Like it started the whole chain gun thing, and like, if you watch any of the behind the scenes of that, like everyone knew that was preposterous. No yeah. Can, no one can shoot a chain gun with their hands, and then yes. like, well, no, and they do it in Terminator Two, and now now Snoop Dogg's doing it. In movies. <laughs> you know, it started so much of this sort of like, um, which I think is another thing that they do really well in in Prey. And in the second, in Predator 2. And that's that they take something that's real world, but then they kind of just put it on. It's like, the way they're fighting isn't like historically accurate Comanche fighting. But it's just like, John Wick's not real either, but we're yeah. fine with that. So I was yeah. like, great, let's make them do some cool fights. Yeah, she could fly off the top of right. the tree, pick right. them up, I don't Why care. Not? Yeah, it looks yeah. cool. <laughs> it looks great. Yeah, well, that's interesting. I, I don't know that I know anybody with number two as their favorite, but yeah. as a defender of number two, I, I, I'm i happy to hear that. <laughs> yeah, and after I watched Prey, I was like, you know, i got to watch part two because of the whole gun thing, you know? Yeah. And, and me, I've always found that kind of silly like, they give her the gun. I mean, give Danny Glover the gun at Predator 2, and then they kind of do the same thing in Alien versus Predator. Right, right. I just think it's it was just... To me, it was just kind of silly. Um, like, here's this old piece of shit gun. Uh, see you later. Get off my I ship, don't asshole. I this idea of them, like, giving them something as, like, a trophy, because mm-hmm. they take trophies as a culture. Um, it, did, it, it is the reason why... I've wanted a movie like Prey for so long because like that gives you the idea that the Predators have been coming yes. in the past but instead they just kept giving us current or modern you know future military against them and as you know I was going to do a Predator yeah. comic with like out in the snow in the old west or you know in the Indian you know yeah. Native American and like French trappers were in my story oh, and so man. when it came out I was like I'm sad because I can't do my story now, but I'm so happy that this exists. You know, it's, awesome. it's it's so good. So I was I was happy that they made it. I hope they. I actually don't want them to do another like Comanche one. I think they should do like nah, Samurais or Civil War or Something World War One yeah. or 
or another city somewhere, you know, maybe London in the 1800s or something. I don't know, right. something interesting. Like I agree, that. I agree. They, they should totally go in, a, in, a, in somewhat of a different direction in, in the setting of it. But, yeah, I I was, I liked it. I mean, I liked it a lot. I liked Prey a lot. Yeah. But I want to ask you this. Do you think you would have liked it a lot as much if you went to a theater and paid for it? Um, I think that I would have expected some of, like I was saying, some of those things like, some of this it, it wasn't shot in a way that i find very visually interesting especially compared to the first two films mm. and so that's one aspect i would have expected better in the theater and yeah. the same thing with like the cg animals they weren't terrible no but they weren't they wouldn't have worked as well on the big screen i agree yes um i wish it had a bigger budget but at the same time it's been one of their most successful ones with one of the lower budgets yes. of them you know and yeah. and uh you know that was pretty surprising when I was reading some of those numbers. I was like, they made it pretty cheap, and it's it it's a it look it still looks pretty quality, and the actual predator himself looks great, and all the fight scenes are well done. And yeah, actually, yeah, I wanted to mention that too. Her fight scenes with just like the French trappers and everything, those were good fight yeah. scenes. Like they yeah. didn't break away. There wasn't a thousand cuts. Right. It was it was well done. Right. I do wonder. I mean, I wish I could have seen it in the theater in some ways, but you know, it's a different world, I guess now. And sometimes I wonder. I don't know. Like I was very adamant about seeing X in the theater because that's but that what that was on film. It was shot yes. on film and they showed it on film. This one, I don't know. Who knows? What I wanted to do actually after watching all these again, I was like, man, next time they show Predator two anywhere, I'm going. And because I never saw that in the theater. Really? I was like, oh. too, I was too young to see it in the theater when it came out. I I got to see it um, with Stephen Hopkins in the audience. That would have been um, cool. Actually, no, I didn't see Predator 2. I saw Stephen Hopkins with, um, he did Judgment Night in right. the theater. So right. I didn't get to see Predator 2, but there were people Besides asking him Hopkins. questions right. about it. Right. But it was, still, it was still cool seeing him, um, you know, going through it. But uh, I remember when uh, Predator 2 also came out. Unfortunately, I didn't get to see it in the theaters. But um, as soon as it came out on tape, I was all in. And, yeah, well, I, I, think, I think a lot of people didn't like it because... It doesn't have Arnold in it. Yes. And I think that it, now all these years have gone by, I think it's a lot easier. I would encourage anyone to watch it again oh, yeah. and just take it in on its own. Yeah. And it's it's pretty solid flick. You know, yeah. there's a lot of goofy stuff. You want some ganja, man. Yeah. Those like... guys and stuff. But like, <laughs> yeah. but, like, you know, I think all of them are pretty broad. I mean, you know, it's just nobody thinks of those aspects in the other ones. Well, I just so. think of like uh, Shane Black Hawkins in the first one telling the pussy jokes pussy and everything. Jokes, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I mean, those are always cringe when I, because you know you watch those. With, I watch those with my parents, <laughs> and when he's telling these jokes, I'm like, I can't laugh right, right in front of my right. parents. Like, or, right. I remember they're not even funny anyway. But like, <laughs> I can't show any reaction to this other than, what are you talking about, mom? <laughs> I don't get it. Yeah, it's it's um, it's got. I mean, it's funny and it's funny because again, back to my bottom of the list, it's like. Shane Black, the only thing he really did on the first Predator movie was add those lines and say them. You know? mm -hmm, yeah. Like, he said, he admits it. He's like, I didn't do anything in that script. He's like, the script was fine how it was. You know, I added some jokes. And it's like, no wonder your Predator movie is just yeah. not not good. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I mean, I agree with you. It's not a very good movie, but it has grown on me a little It's grown on you. And that's one that I, I maybe I should... Uh, you know, someday give it another chance in the future or something. But right when I, you know, the last, I've seen it maybe, what, twice, three times now? Because <laughs> the first time I was kind of just shocked. I was like, man, oh, I hate man. This so much. You know, I was so disappointed. And I was like, I'll give it another shot. And I still didn't like it. And, you know. But I mean, all in all, though, you know, here's the other question I had for you. Like, 
you know, if you put it in context of other sci-fi or horror series, I think it's a pretty solid group of films. Yes. If, if you compare it to all the Friday the 13th or all the Halloweens or all the Hellraiser movies. Yes. I mean, it's Top pretty tier. good. It's pretty good. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. I agree. Yeah. Uh, we know a lot. I mean, we've seen all those movies, yep. and we know like after a while, they just they just get pretty horrible. <laughs> they do. But we got to see them, though. Gotta we got to see them. Got to see them. Uh... <laughs> all right. Well, uh, I think that about does it for our list, and uh, this will lead us to the movie of the week. So I'll uh, see you in a second. You're listening to the Prescribed Films Podcast Network. Home to hundreds of hours of free podcast entertainment. The shows on this network all have a common goal, providing you with the best discussions about movies and other forms of entertainment media. The PFPN hopes to fill your ear holes with audio joy. Visit our website with links to all the other amazing shows at www.thepfpn.com. Thanks for listening. Our movie of the week is the 2014 sequel to The Raid Redemption, The Raid Redemption 2, or The Raid <laughs> 2 Barentau, or yeah. that's, the, that's the correct uh, uh, pronunciation I'm hoping for, for this movie, um, directed by Gareth Evans, also written by him too. Um, this sequel to The Raid takes place right after the first one, I mean it pretty much just goes kind of right into it. Uh, to where the our heroes from the previous movie haven't even healed from their wounds yet, and they're still pretty messed up. Um, I got to see this in the theaters. Did you happen to see it in the theaters too? I saw it three times in the theater. Oh shit! <laughs> <laughs> I was very excited. I had been following uh, Iko Uwais' career since, and Gareth, I guess too, since Marin Tao and then the Raid. Mm-hmm. And uh, so when the, I, the, I heard the Raid 2 was coming out, I was just like, oh my gosh. Sweet. I was like, opening night that was there, blew me away, saw it the next day, blew me away, went back <laughs> and saw it again. So, yeah. Yeah, I only saw it once, but of course I liked the first one a lot, so I was like, all right, I gotta go see this one too. Um, and uh, of course I was blown away. They uh, In the sequel, they, they pumped up the action, they pumped up the violence, they pumped up everything. Story. Yes, <laughs> exactly. Stories, yeah. locations, and everything in this mm-hmm. movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so pretty much what happens in the second one is that, uh, Rama, who was our hero in the first one, um, escapes from the, the, the tower that they were, were raiding and then, uh, they escape from there. And, um, I believe he is, is kind of intercepted by, uh, like a CIA kind of intelligence unit to where they want to use him to get into the, the different, like, uh, crime bosses in Indonesia and Asia and everywhere. So uh, he reluctantly has to take this to um, save his kid or, or just to kind of protect his kid and his wife. Um, and so, yeah, that's pretty much the gist of the movie. Um, and so they put him in jail first. Yeah, so like he, has to, he has to become a prisoner and, and get trusted by some of the people that he's going to infiltrate. Because <laughs> I think this is one of the best parts of the movie is the one of our first fight scenes in a bathroom stall. Oh, man. And if anyone knows me, my favorite fighting <laughs> scenes take place in a bathroom. It's a bathroom. Uh, if you've seen True Lies, if yeah. you've seen Street Trash, um, some of my favorite ones are, uh, was that, Maniac Cop? <laughs> Maniac <laughs> like stuff Cop. Like that. Uh, Trix has one. 
uh, best and fighting scenes happen in yeah. bathrooms. Yeah. Um, and this one, uh, of course, we're getting all of our information in here. Uh, we're mostly from the point of view of Rama. Um, he's sitting in the, in the stall, and there's about like 20 different guys waiting to break into the stall and, and kill him or, or beat the shit out of him or whatever. So we're intercutting that scene along with uh, what happened prior to where he, how he got there, um, what happened to some of the people he, um, he survived with and when they left the raid. One being his brother, but we see that his brother is killed very quickly in this Chinese half Indian yeah, he's like or a some mixed Pakistan nationality guy, right. which I think makes a lot of the other crime bosses not respect him. It kind of sounds yes. like yeah. yeah, that's what it kind of seems like. Mm. Um, and then and that's where we kind of see where our, our main villain is, but he doesn't really come back until a little bit later in the movie because um, Rama is is trying to infiltrate a different part and. Uh, there's been peace uh, going on for ten years now between these different mobs. You know these it's different like a gangs. Japanese faction mm -hmm. and then a Indonesian faction. Right, and, and there's then a there's Chinese right. also, and right. they all get along right now. But right. the uh, the son of the Indonesian guys wants to uh, Bejo. Bejo. That's Bejo. Yeah. Bejo. There you go. And uh, and Rama ends up protecting. Uh, yeah, I forgot his name. the The son of the crime boss in jail, and that's how Rama gets the in for right. In uh, protect the whole him, thing. he does in one of the most brutal fight scenes I think I've ever seen on film, where they fight. They have a fight in a mud pit. Yes. in the center of this prison, and it is insane. It's it totally is very insane. violent. They're yes. ripping people's faces off. Right. The, the the amount of like shiving that's going on. I've never seen so many shankings <laughs> oh in my, my life. Yeah. It's it, it's probably one of the best fight scenes you could ever see is, is this one. It's great with these raid movies because it isn't just... Uko is the, Uko. the bad guy's name, the, the boss, yeah. Um, what, what's great about the raid movies is that it isn't all straight kung fu. It isn't all straight gunplay. It's mixed in there quite well with each other. And that's what I think really makes this movie work. Because say like you watch a John Woo movie. All of it's, for the most part, gunplay. Um, right. Except for maybe like a hard-boiled... Where there's that scene where uh, Chow Yun Fat scene. This incorporates all of these seamlessly and perfectly. And I then think. this one adds car chase elements, which you don't have yes. in the first film really at yeah. all. So, <laughs> yeah, right? There's really no way. <laughs> you're in a big world and not just trapped in a building, which, uh, I mean, the first film being trapped in a building is one of the, the appeals of it. But yes. like this one, you just have all these chances for cars and motorcycles and explosions and all different kinds of terrain, you know, mud and bathroom stalls yes. and like. You know the the restaurant that they have the fight scene yeah. in. There's all kinds of stuff. It's uh, it's it definitely um, the whole. I would if I was going to tell people that like about this one, like okay, if you saw the first film, that's like the tip of the iceberg of yes. this crime world and yes. this, this action world that, that that the movie can kind of or that this the raid concept can have in it. Um, great great performances all around. I mean. But they, so they, okay, so he rescues this boss, he gets out, and then, you know, he's got to be sort of an undercover henchman for this, uh, yeah. you know, crime boss, right? Mm. Um, and that puts him in a lot of awkward situations where he ends up, you know, having to fight police officers. Mm. In, in the restaurant, the guy's face, he burns off. Right, yeah. thing is like a policeman, you know? Yeah, and he's yeah. just, he's stuck in that sort of... Um, you know, uh, infernal affairs, or, or I guess mm -hmm. if you're American, the, the departed, departed yeah. sort of a you know <laughs> uh, a world where it's like this, this like they're trying to find out where it, like 
get evidence on the cops collaborating with the, the criminals because there's like a head cop too that gets mentioned a lot then he, he shows up at the end of the movie he's sort of like okaying all this crime mm-hmm. to go around um and so it's pretty interesting because you know from all sides you feel like rama is in danger you know and he's kind of on his own because even the cia or whoever these like intelligence guys right. that hire him are kind of like well we're not really going to do anything because then we'll reveal ourselves right. so you know he's got to sort of take things into his own hands at some point and you know they're shady too because um the one other guy from the first raid who survived well there's two guys with him when they uh the one who kind of uh is trying to kill the guy with the white hair right he gets knocked off really early in this yeah, movie. Yeah, he does. They, they don't, don't even, even show his face. The real actor. I think yeah, yeah. They got they got rid of him. Yeah. But the guy Rama ends up saving in that movie, he gets taken away, and you never see that guy again. Yeah. And yeah. I think they 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 killed that guy. Probably. Too. Even though Probably. he was somewhat of an innocent person, they yeah. he's gone, yeah. and yeah. so they can keep secret, yeah. right. supposedly, right? Right. We're not. Right. I guess a hundred percent sure. Right. Throughout right. this movie, who knows? Maybe the third one will come back. I don't know. Yeah. So, uh, is there going to be a third oh, one? I don't know. I, don't know. Maybe, I know they're going to do a remake. I heard, but I hope that. Doesn't I know happen. Gareth Evans is working on a film with uh, Tom Hardy right now. Okay. Um, but I don't know when that's coming out. And then I follow Eco on nah. on Instagram, <laughs> and he has had some pictures of them together. So I don't, I don't know if they're going to do another one or what. Eco's kind of got started doing his own thing. Mm-hmm. None of it's as good as the raid stuff, but he's a really talented guy. I mean, yeah. his, his fighting is amazing. They do the silat in it, which is the Indonesian martial art, which he's you know very proficient mm-hmm. at. But then the gunplay is really good, like you said. The camera work and the way the fight scenes are shot is like probably the oh that's 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 the bread thing, and butter right? of the like movie right there. The Gareth just had and, and the fight choreography, which is uh, done by Eco and uh, Mad Dog, the, the little guy Mad Dog, yeah. and the the karambit guy the knife guy that he fights they all help with the their choreography but it's the combination i think of the way they choreograph fights with the way gareth chooses to shoot them Mm. is just it it, there's impact everything in a way that i haven't seen in a long time i think you know you you rewind to i love a lot of old kung fu movies and there's a lot of beauty in there in the choreography and even a jackie chan movie doesn't have quite the brutality you know that that you see in this because they're not afraid to like cut people's arms and legs in half or it's like none of the injuries in the raid movies especially this one are like clean injuries no they're not there's not like a oh i punched him and he got knocked out it'll be more mm. like oh i bounced his head off of a pipe and now he's bleeding from the head <laughs> or like yeah. oh i chopped off two of his fingers or i cut his cheek in half or you know it's like little things like that that just really oh you know they just ugh. well i definitely <laughs> with uh, his directing style when you watch these movies there's a lot of action going on at once yeah. and i'm not necessarily saying like there's like eight fights happening i'm saying with the two people you're focusing on it's filling up nearly the entire screen mm-hmm. and all of their parts are moving right right and it i guess it can kind of not necessarily throw you off from what's going on but it definitely takes your it, it gets your attention and you're focused on that whole screen and you're right. watching this whole fight going on and it, and it's so brutal that you can't you're look so away. You're so close to it. And yeah, exactly. And you can't look away. And that's why I love about these movies is that it's just it's just brutal. And, and this is the way fighting movies have to be from now on for yeah. me to, to really truly yeah. enjoy them. Because um, I watched the Mortal Kombat movie. <laughs> 
which we love, as we mentioned. Yeah. Well, the the old one and the new one that oh, came the new out. One, yeah. Did you watch that one? I did. Yeah. There's some okay it. scenes. Some to okay it. stuff. Sure. Other than that, I don't think it was all that great. Um, there was some parts, of course, that I think worked. They fucked up the fighting on that movie, oh, yeah. and that's that's yep. another. Like I said, that's that should have been your bread and butter of that film, Ugh. and it should have been brutal. I'm happy they got the fatalities and blood right. and everything. But they dropped the ball on so many other things. Well, there's so much in the in the fights in the raid in the raid two especially. There's so much creativity, and, and and a lot of it is in the choreography. A lot of it is in the camera work, but also there's the characters. Mm. Like they have all these different characters. There's the Mad Dog character, mm. but then there's yes. also Hammer Girl and Baseball yes. Bat Boy, and then there's also the the guy with knife the knives, guy. the assassin. That's my favorite guy. The assassin's awesome. He's my favorite because the best fight in that movie is the the kitchen fight, in yes. my opinion. That's, that was really good. I I like that character because he's very much he is the predator in that movie because um, there's a scene where you're introduced to these three characters that um, are are hired to protect Bejo. Yeah, there's like his right hand man, men and women, um, <laughs> persons, <laughs> pe- peoples. <laughs> Uh, they just kind of show them and what they're capable of. Right. Uh, they show the guy with the bat. He's good with the bat and hitting people with baseballs with him even. Uh, Hammer Girl is awesome with hammers. She takes out a bunch of guys on the subway. But you get the knife guy, and he really doesn't do anything other than just stalk his prey. Right. And that's all they show you for his part. So when that it comes down... That inner there is so great because yeah. they're like fighting and it's just... I don't know if you remember, but it's like zooming in on like a blade of grass. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cat, And then all of a sudden some blood comes across. Yeah. It, and then, you're like, and then you is. see him. I like the part where he's kind of just pushing himself through. Kind yeah, of like, yeah. He's all, and, and it's all kind of like a fluid motion. It's just so, <laughs> oh man, he's my favorite. And that's like my favorite, just like quick cut of that movie. is just yeah. him going through that grass, hunting Ugh. his prey. Ugh. Um, it's 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 insane the, um, the level of kind of... Um, intricacy not just to the fights but the way that's integrated with the action like like the way they do there's certain things that he does with the camera and stuff that i think are they remind me of old hong kong movies the way they were very cavalier with like just taking a camera and doing stuff with it like the one that stands out for me i'm sure you've seen it online but you know there's a scene where um eka is in one car and eco's in the other car and there's all these guys on motorcycles coming after him and the camera goes through Eka's window yeah. and then back out through the back of it. And the way they did it was like there was a guy wearing a costume of a seat. And so a guy comes by on a car, pushes nice. the camera through the window. The guy who's the seat grabs the camera and then climbs into the back seat and then wow. goes out and you see this motorcycle come up and start shooting at him. But like that's the kind of shot where when you're in the movie, it's like it's cool to see how it's done. But in the moment, you're just like... There's like this intimacy to the action, and you're just like, "Whoa, I'm in the car! Holy crap! Yep. Oh, here comes the guy!" Yes. And it's like it just catches you totally off guard because it's not the kind of thing you're used to seeing mm-hmm. a camera move do right. through a scene. And man, oh man, he's just so brave with stuff like that. And yeah. then and then he adds in, um, you know, the the sounds they use for the hits, or like when somebody's head hits a pole or yeah. a concrete <laughs> or a baseball hits somebody. Yes. Like the sounds of the baseball bat hitting people. It's just, oh man! It's and what's so, so great about well, that's what's so great about incorporating a baseball bat is that a lot of people know what a aluminum baseball bat sounds like. Yeah, yeah. So when you hear the you know, and you're like, oh, oh kind of, you know, ah. Sheesh. Oh man, I remember there's this kid, there's these guys on my basketball team that got jumped one time, and uh, one of them got nailed on the head with a baseball Ooh. bat, and he just had like this 
the egg on the back of his oh. head of just like a bruise filled with oh man and so every time I see somebody get hit with a bat in a movie I'm like, like oh, oh man they're gonna have a hell of a bump <laughs> they're gonna have a hell of a bump <laughs> um, but what's what's also really cool and this is maybe ties into a lot of new action movies that do it to varying degrees of success John Wick being maybe the, the best example mm, yes. in American cinema but this idea of a singular guy on a mission and he has some kind of stakes and I think that's another thing that sets the rate apart. Like, I love the John Wick movies, and I like the idea there's, like, a guy in a situation he never wanted to be in. He's a mm. good person, and he wants to protect and get back to his family. And at the point in the first 20 minutes, it's you find out it's been a year since he's even spoken to his family. Yeah. And, you know, by the end, when he's been abandoned by everybody else, and he has to go into this building to get and the bad did. guys, <laughs> and you're just like, this is a man on a mission. You know? Yeah. And there's something really... Um, exciting about that on in film you know i think that history has shown that that's a very exciting thing and this movie feels like a fresh take on that Mm, you know yeah i agree i agree um but that end scene um where he pretty much is he i don't know he takes on about 50 60 guys (laughs) all together um is probably some of the best fighting i've I've ever seen and to put to film even over the the first raid yep because um it's kind of like uh somewhat like a video game um you have your your thugs that he goes through pretty mm-hmm. easily mm-hmm. um then you get your your sub bosses you yeah. have your hammer hammer girl baseball bat boy and knife guy and um, he ends up fighting uh hammer girl and baseball boy at the same time which is another awesome scene because we have a, a female character in there who's also getting brutalized and it's very appropriate of what happens because, yeah, women get hit and get fucked up too, but this woman here could also hold her own yeah. and fuck a lot of people She's up so too. Badass, yeah. Which she does. And, oh, I instantly fell in love with her too <laughs> because, of course, I mean, she's very pretty and she's and very deadly too. And then, uh, yeah, and then her glasses come off and then you see that she's blind in one eye or had an eye taken off. Right. Um, and then, and she's also nonverbal too. She's been through brutality. And yes. probably been through it with Baseball Bat Boy. Mm-hmm. There's like this camaraderie between them. It's pretty uh, great. What do you think of Baseball, ba- baseball Boy's walk? Oh, it's like great. a very weird walk. I think it's him. I think they're both trying to play up that these two are maybe... I don't know what the word is for it, but they're on some sort of spectrum where they, you know, have difficulty communicating or maybe they've been raised in a way that wasn't a very traditional upbringing. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe he got the, some, some crime boss got these two, and I'm making all this up. It's yeah, not, well, yeah, I mean, well, good. They, they, you know, they, they get them young and kind of train them to be assassins for them. Mm-hmm. And so they're not well adjusted socially. And oh, so okay. he kind of has this walk that's like him kind of down. Yeah. And it also makes him like... You know, if you're walking in a dangerous place, you kind of keep your head down and keep going. People yeah. tend not to notice you, you know. True, and I think yeah. that's maybe part of it with him. But I don't know. I don't know. What did you think about that? Um, I just, I, I, I didn't know at all. I thought <laughs> maybe some, something around the lines of what you're saying is just like um, these guys are, are have been brutalized so bad and taken out of society that they don't necessarily know how to act if they were given the chance to have a normal life. Right, right, so, right, right. Uh, well, I mean, they kick, definitely kick some ass. They really <laughs> do. They really do. The other thing I liked about that was it's sort of a callback. One of the cool things about the first raid 
is that usually it's like the hero fights a lot of people at the same time. But in the first raid, him and his brother have to fight the Mad Dog one character. Guy, yeah. And so the villain is the guy who's like the extra tough guy. I liked in this one that it was sort of a reverse when he gets to those two. And it's two villains against him. Yes. A little more. And then, and then he has the one-on-one with, with the assassin, which is like... <laughs> I mean, just a, one of the most insane fight scenes. And not just like all the things we've been talking about. But, I mean, the mezzanine of it. It's like... The white floors yes, start to get more yes. and more blood on them. The stainless steel counters. You know, it's a place <laughs> where people have been doing all this food prep. And then the way the music builds in that yes. scene. And every time there's a shift in who has the upper hand, the music kind of picks up a beat or picks up a notch or adds another layer of like a melody to it. Oh, oh. <laughs> every time I watch it, I just get like yeah. so amped up. <laughs> it's, it, it is definitely a ballet. Um, I think... I, I, as much as I do love those fights, uh, when it really does come down to it, I really love the the quick short one that you're you're given in the beginning of the movie for the most part in the the bathroom stall once yeah, again, yeah. Because it, it's just built up so well, you know. It's just like uh, with like how he filmed it, he's giving the close-ups of the lock on the door and the, the screws, the screws coming, coming out because yeah. like, all the guys are ready to go in there and attack him, and he takes out he takes out a good six seven guys before he gets dogpiled. <laughs> But man, um, I just can't say enough good things about this movie. So um, I mean, when, you, when you listen to this show, if you haven't seen The Raid or The Raid 2, you definitely have to check it out. Do you this think people is... have to see the first one before they see this one? Yes, I think they, I, yeah. they would definitely get a lot more out of it. Because uh, it's not very often that this uh, uh, part two of a movie really just uh, takes the original and, and just goes with it and then flies high and... and it feels like one story in a lot of ways. It know? does. You're right. It does feel like one. I mean, you could just watch them back to back, yeah. and that's a good four hour movie right there. Right, right, sure. right. <laughs> I mean, I could probably do that now. Uh, but yeah, I think you need to watch the first one uh, first before you see this one, just so you can get the story of Rama. Yeah, and like, you see him with his. Like, the opening of that movie has him getting ready for this raid, and mm. you see him working out and have a moment with his wife and his child and then with his father talking about his brother it's like it's a really neat little setup and it's kind of similar in this one there's that moment where he arrives at his new house after he gets out of jail and he takes the sim card out of his mouth and then calls his (laughs) his wife and just like listens he blocks out the music and just listens that's like i like that scene a lot too where they just cut the music out oh man (laughs) it's so good there's so much good direction have you seen other Gareth Evans things or other movies with these action guys? In? Um, there was what was that? Um, the uh, the night becomes the night a, comes for us. Yeah. Yes, that one is it's it's, insane. It's, it's just as nuts. <laughs> it's just as nuts. It's maybe lacking some of the story elements, but the brutality and stuff. It, it's and all the cool, there. The female assassin with the yeah, she's the awesome. Garrot uh, wire and, and uh, with Jaka from the first yep. one. Uh, is the main character and, and he's he's awesome he's too. Great. He plays Sub Zero in the Wakanda yeah, movie. He does, yeah. Uh, but yeah, he's he has a lot of charisma. Even in the first raid, he's like the sergeant captain, yeah, kind great. of in, in somewhat in control of the raid. He even gets his moments uh, to shine in that movie. But unfortunately, uh, Mad Dog fucking right. <laughs> destroys him. <laughs> Did you see Headshot? I have not seen so that. So that's the same man. guys who did The Night Comes for Us. They're, it's basically the guys, the co-directors who do the action parts of the raid did those movies. Okay. Headshot is all, Eco's the star. And it's your typical, um, you know, uh, hard to kill. Uh, you know, he gets a coma, wakes up, doesn't know, you know. Oh, nice. But, right. uh, but it's full of insane 
just insane action as well. I mean, it's not as quite as crazy as the night comes for us because by the time you get to the end of that movie and Eco and Jaka are just like stabbing each other with like exacto <laughs> knives and pieces of wood and you're just like oh man but yeah his stuff is is uh you know i'm excited to see what they do next i've been i was disappointed in the the tv show that eco was on on netflix Wu assassins or something like that yeah i never even saw that and um, i i haven't seen the apostle and i know it's nothing like the raid at all i love the apostle it's see, not I like it at all it but it's 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 a little long but visually and like the acting and the narrative and sort of the the twist and the concept it's really really good highly recommend that one too yeah I, it's been on my list for a very long time do you uh you have a letterbox to count I do not. No. You should get one of those. That's um, like where you can track what you've seen. Right. It's and the the setup is really cool because it shows you like the movie posters has all like the things on there and you can have your watch list. You can rate movies and everything. Okay. okay. Friends. I just think the interface is really good in it and it's is it free. Yes. Yes. Right. It's absolutely free. Maybe I should check it out. Um, I've heard about it, but I've never taken the plunge. You, you should because you get kind of if you love movies, you'll get sucked into it because what you can do <laughs> is be like. I want to see all the movies from 2020, all the horror movies that were released that are over an hour and a half long that have this actor or whatever. Oh, that's cool. Somewhat specific. And what else you can do? Because I've just gone through decades of the movies and just, oh, I've seen this one. I rated this. I'll rate it this. I'll rate it this. But once you do that, you have an option to black out the cover of the movie. So, like, when you go through them again, you'll be like... You don't have to see it again. You don't have to see it again. It'll be up there, but it'll be blacked out, and you'll your eyes will be focused on the movies you haven't seen that okay. are on there that you either haven't seen or haven't rated yet. Okay. But it, it has taken up a lot of my time, uh, or just downtime, yeah. too. Honestly, yeah. Maybe I need that so that I'm not on social media when I have downtime. And yes. I'm looking that at would movies, help you out. You know? I have a watch list of, like... I don't know, a couple hundred movies of stuff of, of just like black exploitation films yeah. that I never saw. I'm like, oh wow, I've never seen this one, or like kung fu movies, or or skin flakes, or anything like that. It's yeah. it's really interesting. I uh, used to, I mean, I I was keeping a spreadsheet for my big box, my bad movie stuff, but I haven't been managing that anymore because mm. it's just a lot of work for me. And so <laughs> maybe something that's a little more casual would be good because I mean. Part of me is like I've seen so many movies that like where do I start? But it's like well who cares? Just like start going through them. You know? Yeah. Like maybe. start. Yeah, you can just go like a nineteen eighty one. All the movies that came out, and then you year can cut out birth. the shorts and everything, and that's yeah. what I would do. Okay. Uh, but that's what I did. Well, I've seen some short films though too, so I don't know. Maybe put. But there's like thousands, thousands, and thousands, and thousands of movies. Shorts, yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I need to get on that. I need to get on that. It's a really cool app, man. Just especially for the interface and just introducing you to some like other movies too, or or like other directors and everything. Right. right. It's just a, a much better visual kind of like IMDb in a way. Right. So so yeah, I would. Uh, if you look IMDb, me up, I'm, it's worse and worse all the time. Oh yeah, it's so. horrible. <laughs> yeah, I'll look you up on there. Bone saw six six six. Bone saw six six eight. Are you ready for bone saw? Ooh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, uh, going back to the raid now. Um, I guess we really did talk about the movie, which we, I don't, we don't need to talk about necessarily the plot of this movie. It's a crime. It's a crime movie with with an undercover cop. I mean, what yeah, more do you need to know? Exactly. I mean, you don't need to know yeah, much, right. much more right. other than. This movie kicks ass. So much ass throughout the entire film. Um, like with the original, like the first raid, I can understand how uh, it's somewhat a little slow moving, getting to like the action. But once you get there, and once you get to like the kung fu parts of it, 
that's when it really goes into overdrive. Yeah. But the other stuff before that is good too. It's good, yeah. But um, yeah, it could be a little slow to some people, but it's setting you up for the best. I feel like a lot of people, I think when the second film came out, they liked it, but I do think there's a lot of people who liked the kind of one location claustrophobia of the first movie. I'm glad they didn't try to do that again Me in the too. second movie. Because yeah. I like it in the first movie. That's a great way to do it. I mean, oh, Game yeah. of Death and Dread, and there's a lot of movies that do that and do it really well. But, like, I like that they expanded the world a little bit more and yes. made it kind of like, they okay, like, let's, let's, do, let's do more with these characters and more with this crime world of, in Indonesia. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I, I, we just kind of gushed about it, but I can't think of anything that's not good about it. If you're into action movies or if you're into martial arts films, I mean, it's... Because the other cool thing about these movies is that up until Marin Tao and the Raid, you never really saw a lot of Silat on screen. And it's mm. such a cool-looking martial art. That it absolutely is. So. And I think that elevates this movie also, like I was saying before, a lot with their hand movements. You... you 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 watch a lot of like American movies where guys will size each other up, you know, yeah, and yeah. They'll, they'll take a swing, a couple swings <laughs> here. These guys like every every movement. There's action in it, and it's distracting you from potentially seeing the the flaws that may be into something. Mm-hmm. Um, let's say like you know uh, someone getting hit, but in this movie though, they're they're actually hitting each other <laughs> hitting. pretty it's hard. Hitting, yeah, like you can see the impact. Um, although, uh, yeah, they are, are still pulling their punches a little bit. They really are still getting hit in this movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, and it's shot in a way that it hides, like you said, it hides anything. That's like, because there are group fights and stuff, but the way they frame everything is so well done that you never see that uh, classic uh, cliche of an action movie where there's a bunch of guys standing around waiting to come in and fight. Right, hero, yeah. You know? <laughs> and that's where a lot of these directors just kind of suck. And yeah. like, have you ever watched, like, Christopher Nolan's... No. Dark Knight Rises is... Oh, man. You, all these people just standing around right, back there? Right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, just... It's like a, a, a background to like a, a, a 60s cartoon where yeah. it's just the same animation yeah. going over and over again. That's yeah. what it kind of looks like to me. Uh, but yeah, this is this is how you do it, man. This is how you do an action movie. This is how you do a kung fu movie. This is how you do a shoot 'em up They have all these... Tier, man. It, it is. It is absolutely at the top. It should be at the top of any any... Uh, any fan of action movies or any fan of uh, of Hong not not necessarily Hong Kong cinema but something of the like. Well, there's... if you're the kind of person that's always trying to f- find those new sort of twists on action, I mean, this was one of the biggest ones for me in a while. Like mm-hmm. Gareth Evans and, and Eco were like a revelation because it felt like we had gotten kind of comfortable with this sort of Jason Bourne style in America that was really bad and that all yeah, followed really the two bad. gun stuff that started with John Woo mm-hmm. and a lot of that followed the 80s stuff that was just bullets everywhere and like this is like a synthesis of all the best parts of some yes. of these previous genres. Absolutely. Know? I agree 100% with that. Yes. <laughs> or subgenres, I guess I should say. But yeah. yeah, there was um oh man, those Jason Bourne movies or what's the name of that director? Uh, Green, Paul Greengrass, Paul Greengrass, right? Greengrass, yeah. yeah. It's just it's like he has like a camera on like the 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 edge of like the tip of a matchstick or something. <laughs> yes. It's just all over the place and you're like what the fuck is going on? Like did he hit him? I, I can't tell. Or like wait, they're in a car now? Like, it's awful. It's like, oh man, shaky cam. Jeez. Yeah. Oh man. Yeah, this somehow the camera will shake with impacts, but it still frames the action. You yeah. still get long shots, and they somehow yes. work. It, it's like, it's very magical the way he does it. I, I mean, there's a lot of previs, I'm sure, that goes into it, and it's mm-hmm. just, uh, 
you'll never see anything else like it. Not anytime soon. You know, the closest thing in America we have is John Wick. And even yes. that, you know, as great as the John Wick movies are, it doesn't have quite the impact, I think, of the Raid films. You know, it, it, is, it was like with the, with the violence. I agree. <clears throat> totally. Uh, anything else to add for the Raid I mean, 2? If say, we haven't convinced everyone yet? I would just say check movie? out anything Eco, Eco Uwais does and check out anything Gareth Evans does. I mean, their first mm. film together, Marin Tao, is really good. It's I haven't seen Marin Tao It's yet. basically Ongbok, if you've ever seen Ongbok with Tony Jaa. Yes. It's the same oh, yeah. thing, but in Indonesia. Nice. Um, it's like he's on a he goes to the big city and finds that there's these terrible elements and has to fight these bad guy Australians and... Uh, it's it's oh, really nice. good. It's a great intro to both of them. He's so young in it. He looks like he's like seventeen. I've seen it. parts of it. Yeah, it's so. it's worth checking out. And then the Apostle is another recommendation. No, yeah, I, I gotta say. check that out definitely. And then uh, even Headshot and the Night Comes for Us, or, or the you know if you're if you can't wait for the next Gareth Eco movie, those will will tide you over. Definitely tide you over. And they're all pretty much long movies too. They're not short. A couple they're, hours each. Yeah, like yeah. this raid was two and a half hours. Yeah. At, um, the first one I think was maybe a little less than that, but right. yeah. Oh, man. Um, some of the best movies ever made. But definitely check out Raid 2. Agreed. Um, it is on HBO Max right now. But I did buy a digital I copy. So, I own yeah. it on Blu-ray. I, still, I have the first I, one on Blu-ray. I haven't been buying Blu-rays this last couple of years, but I was still hard on them. Hard getting my Blu-rays, you know, up until then. So Yeah. Uh, there's just certain movies you have to get on, yeah, on like, either Blu-ray or DVD or special edition or something like that. Right. Uh, but a lot of other, like, who the fuck needs Spider-Man on DVD, you know? No one does that. It, right, right. It'll be it's on the, TBS tomorrow. If you want to get sake. the ones, you know, it's like, I can't count on them having Ernest Scared Stupid streaming at all times. <laughs> I gotta own that. I gotta own that one. So. <laughs> All right, well, thanks a lot for uh, hanging out with me and uh, filling in for Jessalyn for this one. Great to be back. Uh, yeah, hey, um, we'll have another episode for you in, at some point in time. And, mm-hmm. uh, yeah, I have another idea for a, uh, a commission, and I can oh. and show it on the, on the page and I everything. Love so, I love that. <laughs> uh, actually, is a Raid 2 um, theme, so... Okay. Hopefully, you got uh, my you're, attention. you're up for the... <laughs> you're up for it. I think it'll be pretty cool, so... Um, All right, thank you everyone for joining us once again, and uh, we will see you in a week or two. Hasta la vista.